I believe God wants to grow us further on. He's, he's, he's taken us so far. But it's a little bit like if you watch any of these Everest expeditions. Base camp's very low. <laughs> it's not in some places. But in, in comparison with the peak. And do you know what? The peak we won't get to in this life. The peak is where we're going. And we'll either see God when we go to be with him, or we'll see him when he returns. That's amazing. But as we emphasized this morning, it's, isn't it great? Your future, if you're a Christian, is secured. But we're not here just to sit down on deck chairs, have a nice time, and wait for Jesus to come back. That is not our purpose, folks. We said a few weeks ago in Jude, you have been called for such a time as this. Called people aren't just the people who stand at the front. God's called each and every one of us for a purpose. So if you've got your Bibles, I hope you have a real one. I'm only joking. But Isaiah 54. And we're going to look at these. And some, some people will know these verses well. Um, and some, it may be brand new to you. But this is from, obviously, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, Isaiah the prophet, who any prophet had a tough job. Because the, the prophets were the ones who would go to the people of God and challenge them about God's righteousness, about God's purpose. Because isn't it easy, even as Christians today, to just get distracted? Anyone else? Just me? <laughs> You've got to realise, when I speak, you know, here speaking to me first whatever I say out of my mouth teach me God you know I'm not here to just I want to I'm walking this walk with you um, but it's easy and we need the prophetic voice and Isaiah was very much a prophet who spoke into Israel and really rebuked them for the way they were going because they lost sight of God and they got involved in idolatry and all sorts of things which we can do and I believe sadly many churches I don't want to judge them, but I just think, are you after, are you after God? Or have you got sidetracked into methodology alone? I must stay on track, stay on line. And I'm aware as well that the enemy hates what we do. These last 20 months have been an incredible journey. We've been, Kath and I, you know, we often tear up at home. And thank God for this place. And the privilege of doing this and how God's, what he's done in my life. The times when I've, I've not walked with God in my past. And how gracious God is. And how patient he is. I could weep, you know. I could weep now, really. Thanks, Sash. But I know that the enemy hates you and me. He hates the church. He hates everything that we want to do. And he does try and get his foot in the door a lot, in all sorts of different ways. Maybe doing it this morning in your, in your life in, in one way or another. Well, he will be. But you've got to know, right, ultimately for the Christian, he's a toothless tiger. I don't say that glibly. He barks and he roars, but he can't touch you because you're covered and you're protected by God. You know those words when Peter had that amazing revelation of Christ 
when Jesus said, who, who do men say, I, who, who, do you, who do you think I am? And they're all, can you imagine the question, what would you say? You know, oh, I don't want to say anything, you know, I might say the wrong thing. And Peter, he says something, he'd always jump in, wouldn't he? I love him. He'd always jump in where angels fear to tread. But on this one, he really had a word from God. And he said, you are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, wow. You've not worked that out with your mind, he says, Peter. You've had a revelation. God's, it, when, everything you do in the Christian life is based on revelation. It's about these eyes in here, bang, coming open. Sorry about that. Coming open and seeing. But on the next line, Jesus said to him, on this revelation, Peter, of what you know who I am, I will build my church. So we're not building this. Do you know what I mean? We're just assembling some rocks and stones. He's building it. But he also said a little thing. He said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. They'll try. They'll try, but they won't prevail. Because God is in control and we belong to him. And he gave some keys to Peter. And I believe this morning we're going to look at some keys in this passage. So Isaiah 54, we're only going to read four verses. Okay, so it says in the, in the ESV, remember this is before Jesus, this is 700 years before Christ. Okay? Verse 1, sing, O barren one. Who did not bear? Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labour. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not Hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out. You will spread abroad to the right and to the left. And your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Fear not. For you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded. For you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth. And the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. Father, as we come to your most holy word. I just pray now. Lord, that your word, your living word. This is not, Lord, this is a living word. I just pray, Lord, that it will fly into every heart this morning. That your word will do its work today. Lord, that we will leave this place challenged, comforted, and changing. I pray. For the glory of your kingdom. Lord, as we heard in that worship time, the one who takes our burdens, the one who removes the weights and who is working in our lives despite our temporary travail 
that you are working in our hearts and we are being changed from one degree of glory to another. Father, I pray you continue your work in this place. Until you return, I ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, you know, only four verses this morning. But I'd like you to look down at your text again. And look at the, the first verse, the first word of verse 1. The first word of verse 2. And the first words of verse 4. First one, sing. Do you know, I was smiling to myself inside because... The worship this morning, there was something about singing. We were talk about, we sing in the words that we were singing. We talk about singing to God. Sing. Verse 2, enlargement, growth, change. And verse 4, two words, fear not. Don't be afraid. God's with us. We're not out on our own. He's not said, right off you go, I'm not going with you. You go and sort it out. He's with us. Fear not. So I believe this passage, short few verses, holds some great insights for us as God's chosen people today. Written all those years ago. And remember, they're, they're, they're pointing to Jesus. He talks about the barren. And how Israel, in this context, were a barren people. Yeah, they had kids. But they were barren as to the purposes of God because they'd lost their way. And... Isaiah warned, if you keep doing this, you will go into exile. And exile they went into Babylon. Remember? By the rivers of... Sing it again, you see. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? You know, they, they were whinging about having to... How can we sing the song? But they got themselves in that situation. There was loads of warnings before prophets saying, come on, line up with God again. But they chose, well, we want to be like the nations around us. Oh, dear folks, it's easy as a Christian to think, I want to be like them. You know, I don't want to look odd. I need to kind of fall in line with everyone around. No, do you know what? You don't have to be odd to be a Christian or anything like that. In fact, when you walk after God and you really pursue him and you become the person you're meant to be, not, not some clone of what you think a Christian is, but when you're true to him and yourself, you become very attractive. And in your workplace, and wherever you find yourself, you may think, well, no one really listens. They're watching you. They're watching you. And they're watching how you deal with triumph and how you deal with tragedy. They're going to watch. So live for him. So the first point here, are you a singing, praising people? says, verse 1, Sing, O barren one, you who did not bear, break into singing and cry aloud. Now, there's analogies going back to Abraham here. Do you remember Abraham's wife, Sarah? Or Sarai, as she started. She couldn't have children. And she was given a promise that she would have a child. But it took time. And sometimes God's timing is, we, we don't like it. We want it to be now. But sometimes God has to do things with us. And I get another clue. It's never how you think. In the story there of, of, of Sarah, it's been years. They've got this promise. Oh, Abraham, what's happening? 
I tell you what I'll do, says Sarah. Uh, I'm going to help God. I think he might be struggling a bit. Now he's the creator of all things. I think he might need my help. So why don't you sleep with our maidservant, Hagar? Maybe that's the way this child will come. Because nothing seems to be happening here. So, it happens. Hagar has a child called Ishmael. That created a real problem. Jealousy, insecurity, inferiority, they're all there. On both counts for both women. But then guess what? Nearly 100 years old. Sarah gets pregnant. And Isaac is born, child of promise. And then there's this tussle. And even right down to today, what is the hotbed of conflict the world over, really? The central point? Every nation talks about them. Israel. Who has the right to the mount? The Arab? Or the Jew? Because they're both sons of Abraham, you see. Ishmael. Dad was Abraham. Isaac's dad was Abraham. And all the way through. But ultimately, the son of promise was pointing to somebody else. Who was to arrive in a miraculous manner. You know who he is, don't you? The Lord Jesus And all these verses that we read here are pointing to him. The whole of the Old Testament points to Jesus. So here, sing, O barren one. Where is this Messiah? Hundreds of years have gone past. We're under the heel of Rome now, say Israel. We're being persecuted. Where's this kingdom of David? What's happened? We want it back. There's a Messiah coming, you know, said the Jews. And he'll redeem us. They waited and waited and waited. They were barren. There was nothing. Then one day, young teenager, oh Mary, that amazing visitation from the angel Gabriel. And you know the story. The barren nation of Israel gave birth to a Messiah, a saviour, that was going to redeem not just Israel, but the world. Out of barrenness came great fruitfulness. But when you're in a barren time, and the promise seems a long way off, you can soon forget to sing. You can soon forget to sing. You might start off, all this promise, yes! And time ticks by, and oh well, maybe it wasn't true after all. Are you a singing people? Are we a singing, praising people? You know, I've said from this platform before, the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. And when Israel went on the if you were to look down from the sky when Israel moved in the Old Testament, you only went on their wilderness wanderings. 
They were allocated spots. And if you were to look down, it actually looks like a cross. Isn't that amazing? One straight line of tribes, with two on either side, and this cross would walk across the wilderness. But the ones who led the way, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of praise. And I want to tell you folks, whatever you're in this morning, praise him. Praise him in every circumstance. Praise him in every situation. In the good, the bad and the ugly. Be a praising people. I, 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 I will tell you honestly, if you're, I get, we get cheesed off, don't we? Is it just me? That's <laughs> just me. <laughs> But I want to say, I want to say, find the place of praise. It's great to praise together. God inhabits the praise of his people when we're together. We know that. Psalm 22 says that. He, he's here. There's something about it when we praise. There was a presence here this morning. His presence is with us. It's in us. But when we gather, something happens. But praise him on your own. You know, when you're in the car, something. It may, I put some music, Christian music on. And you know, I, I honestly believe, as you listen, some people lift in you. It'll help you. Not just on your journey in the car, but on your journey, journey in the day. Yeah. I sit in the garden sometimes in the morning with the guitar. I often pick up the neighbours, but I think I'm mad. I just sing away. <laughs> but learn to be a praiser. Learn to give him the glory. In the barren time, and in the good, Sing, O barren. Even when it seems like the children aren't coming, keep singing because there's a harvest coming. I'm going to say it again. There's a harvest coming. It's not going to be like this forever. I don't know what the Lord's going to do, but it's not going to stay like this. This is not the doctor's waiting room for heaven where we have some nice Christian magazines and some nice music. And we can sit and wait. No! There's a harvest coming. Sing it. Speak it. Believe it. And live it. Thank you, Joyce. Live it. You see, a prophetic people are those who bring the future into now. Actually, the word Hebrew means one from beyond. Abraham the Hebrew was almost like one person who lived a lived ahead of his day. Bryn Jones used to say, I loved it, we are God's tomorrow people today. We live as sons and daughters of the living God. Do you know what, folks? I'm not trying to be to hype you all up, but I want to tell you, we live so low of what we're meant to be. All of us do it. Oh, God, do a new work in us. Let us be a singing people. Sing. Oh, barren ones, because great times are coming ultimately when we see him. Praise God. Point two, enlarge. I'm not talking about your diet. Enlarge <laughs> the place of your tent. I'm having to watch it. This tent. <laughs> I don't mean eat more kebabs, though I love them. Enlarge the place of your tent. I want to say to you, prepare for more people to be added to this family. Have an enlargement mindset. 
not a containment mindset. It's very easy in this day and age, especially now when you watch the news, think, what's happening to the church? Hey, what did we read before? I will build my church. Who's building it? It doesn't say, I will build a religious institution that's all over the place in what it believes. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say it, well, maybe next we'll throw the Bible away because we want to be trendy and it doesn't really apply anymore, does it? We're, we're modern people. It doesn't say that. It says, I will build my church and everything will be up for grabs because the enemy will try and stop it. He hates this. Do you know he hates this? Why do you think this is such a dangerous book in China? In communist nations. Why? Why? Because it's the truth. The enemy hates the truth. He's the father of lies. He'll tell you lies all day long about you. You're a Christian, you're a redeemer. I love what Terry said this morning. I love it. You're not going to be judged again. Because Jesus was judged in your place. Man, that should... If you actually get all of that, you'll walk out of this place different. And we have to keep reminding ourselves, preach the cross to yourself every day. Enlarge the place. Prepare. I want to say to you, prepare for more people. And are we prepared for revival? Oh Lord, please. I, I, I want revival. But it might not be how I expect it. Am I prepared for that? Am I prepared? Can you imagine if, if there was a When revival happened in the likes of Wales and Scotland, people queued to, to be around God's people. And they're going to, how are you going to, how are we going to facilitate it? We were struggling this morning. We ran to communion cups. And I'm like thinking, flipping out, imagine revival. I tell you, Frida, we'll need a, we'll need a bigger urn with that on that we'll do it. <laughs> But don't be contained by the circumstances of this world. God has God the last word on this. His truth will prevail. Don't, don't, don't lose sight of what God's promises are. Listen to what A.W. Tozer. <laughs> He's a, I tell you, if you want to have a comfortable afternoon, afternoon get a Tozer book online and, and sit down in the garden and, uh, and you won't last long. But Toza says this. Churches get into ruts only because individuals get into ruts. Think about that. It is impossible that the church should do anything that individuals do not do. And he said, a bit further on in the book, I've had it on here. We can be affected by the psychology of non-expectation. Non-expectation. See, if you haven't got much expectation, you won't really be into an enlargement. And it becomes like rot. This book by Tozer comes with a kingdom health warning. <laughs> it's called Rot, Rotten Revival. Rot, Rot and Revival. Great Tozer, wasn't he? Didn't like him when he was here, you know. He was too provocative, but we all think he's great now. You know, we kind of deify these guys who were Smith Wigglesworth. He would have been a character. But 
how we can get into a rut even here. We don't want ruts. We want to be people of enlargement. You know, you're called to a radical life. I talk about being radical for Jesus Christ. Let him be Lord. You don't live like them out there. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm being judgy of saying this. They're messed up, man. They're messed up. They're looking for truth in all sorts of ways. But, you know, we found it. It's time for the church to model what Jesus looks like. An amazing little scripture in, in uh, the, the Apostle John says, in, in the 1 John epistle. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. Wow. As he is, so are we in this world. There's your standard. But you know, you can't do it in your own flesh, in your own strength. It's not about trying to be religious and trying to be a holier than now. It's living a surrendered life to the Spirit of God. And then all of a sudden, containment will drop off you. You will be an enlargement person. And look at it again, verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. We want to stretch out our reach here. Those people who in our own families who think, you must be joking, there's no way they'll get saved. They're far too gone. They're, no way! I'm telling you, never underestimate God. Stretch out the curtains. Let's get them in. Let's get them in. And when it says, stretch out your own curtains. See, this is a word to us as a church, but it's a word to you as individuals and married couples and families. Stretch out your curtains around about you to the neighbours. Don't be a blessing to them. I don't this is all just coming off the cuff, this bit. Bless your neighbours. Oh, give them a gift or do it. Oh, you're a bit odd, that isn't it? No, no, but just, just thinking about you. Why have you done that? Do something. Fear people around you. Be amazed. You know, when Kath and I moved into our house, we did something crazy. You remember, love? We wrote to every house in the street. We've not been there long. And we said, we're going to have a prayer meeting. <laughs> on such and such a day, if anyone's got any needs for prayer, push him through our letterbox. Or if you want to come to the prayer meeting, you're more than welcome. And then we just waited. <laughs> and we got some letters back. <laughs> nice ones. And some really nice ones that at a point like, thank you so much for inviting us, but I'm an atheist. And this kind of thing. Um, and then one of the neighbours came. Do you remember? Kafka was bonkers when I did that. He said, What are you doing? We've only been here five minutes. <laughs> now, whether it was mad or whatever, I don't know, but it's a seed, you see. Let them know what you're about. Stretch the curtains of your habitation because where you are, you're there for a reason. He's planned where you'd live. He's planned when you'd live and why you live where you live. So have an outward look for enlargement. Look what it says. Don't hold back. Oh gosh, anyone else hold back? Oh, I can't do that. I look stupid. Do not hold back. 
What are you going to lose? You know? What are you going to lose? You could win, couldn't you? Think about it from a winner mentality. Got nothing to lose on that one. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. See, another thing about this place, we want to build you in God's word. That's my role, really, is to preach God's word. In every way we can, we want to, want to build foundations deep into your life. In these DC groups, as we grow, get into the word. Get into being a community reaching out. You must never lose sight of the word and the spirit. If you go into all spirit, you can go mad. It can be just crazy. And silly things can happen. I've seen it. You should lose sight, you see, of the, the benchmark. The spirit level. <laughs> Does it line up? Let me line it up. Is it flush? Where's the bubble? What this behaviour, is it? Does it line up? But having said that, if you lose the spirit, it dries dust. It's word and spirit together. Enlarge your thinking, folks. It says you will spread to the right and the left and your offspring will possess the nations. Do you know I've got a friend who I met by complete chance in Ikea. He used to make the meatballs. And I would go in there on, on, on chaplaincy things when I was in my other role. And I'd meet people because you can drink coffee all day. And I'd see this guy and we'd all, you know, when you're not going, hi mate, and you always see each other. And then one Easter, I was there with Catherine and the kids and, and we, there was not many people in and he was by, I said, how are you doing mate? Oh man. I'm not just broken English. I, I'm great. He said, we have just had our first child. I said, oh, wonderful, brilliant. Very unmanly thing to say. What did you have? It's only the women that say that, isn't it? So, we had a little boy. Then an even more unmanly thing to say, what did you call him? Ezekiel, he says. I said, Ezekiel? I said, are you a Christian? He says, yes, yes, I am a Christian. He says, uh, me and my wife, Violet, we came to England... A long time ago, to train to be a pastor. And I ended up in, in here. I have a heart for my nation. I want to go back and, and I want to do God's work. And we're, I'm in the queue. The meatballs are going cold, man. So that's wonderful. So anyway, we go and have our meatballs. And ten minutes later, he comes and joins us at the table. Well, it's my break. Sat there with his checkered pants on and his hat. So we end up talking. And he... We end up praying with him. <laughs> Thank you. But he ends up coming to our house and we build a friendship. He comes to some meetings. Went up to Charlotte, Charlotte Hills Church, which comes from in Liverpool. Holy Spirit thing. And he was prophesied over there. And on the back of that, he went back. He's now a pastor in Romania. He's having a tough time. Been on my heart. We've, we've kept in touch with him. We've been supporting him for the last, how long, years? But this year, he's been on my heart. And I contacted him and he said, oh, I'm so glad you cut. I'm having a tough time. It's really difficult. I've been really ill. I said, well, you know, I said, we really feel we'd love to help you. I'm going to help you. He said, oh, would you help So, God willing, we're going to go out, two of us, in September to see what's going on. No strings attached to help them. Don't want to be your now. You, now we want to go and bless them. And God willing, if it works out, a lot of us will go in the team. We're coming. We're coming. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember when we said, people in this room, in there, you'll go to the nations. 
See, God's timing is perfect. Large the place. Expectation. Who knows? Sylvia, are you ready? <laughs> you got your case packed? Who knows? Don't limit him. But we want God's will. We want to follow him. And we want to be a, we want to be a house that helps people. Go to the nations if need be. Enlarge your thinking. Don't hold back. What causes to hold back? All sorts of things. Fear of man. Fear of man's huge. Disappointment. Anyone been disappointed in the past? God said, oh, it didn't work out. I want to tell you, we can't keep it to ourselves, folks. Chris, can I have the slide? Anyone want to recognise this when it comes on? I took a pic. God spoke to me a, a while back. It is coming. There you go. Anyone recognise where that is? The back hole. And we were praying one Thursday morning. And I looked across that and it said, fire exit. Now what it's talking about is when this, it, if there was a bit of a fire, any of you at the back who were smoking? <laughs> I'm joking. If the place caught fire, we'd all have to muster and get out of the fire door. But I want to tell you, God wants his fire in here, in the church. But he doesn't want to keep it in four walls. He wants it to go out. Fire, exit. And look underneath. Push bar to open. What's the bar in your life? What's the thing that will hold you back from taking the fire out there? Well, I'm not that type. You don't have to be any type. You just have to be available. One word. One prayer. One smile. Let's take the thanks, Chris. Let's take the fire out. Push. I want to challenge you. This afternoon, think about what, what are the bars that hold me back? Because I've got them. I have to keep pushing them. Finally, quickly. Fear not. Verse 4. For you will not be ashamed. I want to tell you, you know, you may, you may get some stick. When it says ashamed, you might, it's not saying you won't get any stick. You always get stick for being a Christian. My, I always tell you, don't I, my old dad, his national service. And, I mean, whatever you think of this, he was in a billet up in Liverpool. There were a load of kind of characters, you know, thrown together, you know. He's a Christian. Every evening, every morning, he, 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 he kind of did that thing to provoke them, but he would, he would kneel by his bed. Pray. And he got some stick. And at night, he wouldn't go out, out on the town. He didn't want to go and get drunk. That's, that's, that, that's out there, you know. Ephesians, do not be drunk with wine. Leads to debauchery. Because crazy things happen. And people have had too much ale. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Don't let one, it's a challenge point. Don't let wine, you know, master you. Filled with the Spirit. And he would kneel by his bed and they would give him a stick. Thursday night was pay night. Are you coming with us, Kent? No, you're all right. I'm not coming down there. I'm staying here. 
And he said he'd be in the billet, they'd come crashing in at all sorts of unearthly hours, and it stunk of ale. You can imagine, can't you? And then next morning, it was like, oh no, what have I done? Did I do that? There to be a Daniel. There to be different. You might get some stick, they gave him stick for it. But when it says you will not be ashamed, guess what? It's talking about the last day. It's talking about that day that's coming when we will stand before him. And I said it last week, I want those words. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Come and enjoy your master's reward. Wow, what a, what a thing to, to live for. So we're going to finish there. Sing. Remember to sing. I'm going to be a singer in the car, in, on your own, on a walk with a dog. Sing. Even if you're out of tune, who cares? But be a praising people. Let's be a praising people. Enlarge the place of our tent. We want to, we want to be a growing church. And finally, fear not. It might get dangerous. I could, we could end up in prison for what we preach in time to come. Oh, bring it on, man. I don't mean that glibly. In fact, just finishing up, do you remember Philippi? Acts 16, have a read. Paul goes to plant the church in Philippi. And they get locked up. And it wasn't like Walton Prison with an Xbox and a phone. This was Philippi jail, Roman style. Rats running around, excrement everywhere, chained together. Dark, no lights, dismal, stunk. Picture it. What are we doing in here? We wanted to, we stepped out for God. We stepped out. We stepped out, Beth. We took a risk. Look where it's got us. No, what did they start doing? Praise you, Lord. I will bless the Lord, all my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Everyone's trying to sleep. It's midnight. Who are these two? I'm in for shoplifting in Philippi. And who are these two nutters? Oh, we got locked up for preaching. And setting people free from demons. Praise you, Lord. Come on, Lord, you're in charge. We know you, we love you. Whatever happens, we're going home. One day, might be now, might be a few years. Praise you, you're great, you're wonderful. Next thing you know. The walls start to shake. Everyone starts to say, what's going on now? An earthquake happens. And the jailer says, stop everyone! And you know what he says? What must I do to be saved? I don't think he was talking about salvation. Because if those prisoners got out, he was for it. But Paul turned it around and says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You should be saved. And he was saved. And this jailer washed their wounds and salvation came to his house. And to the jail. Fear not. He's with you. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I, I count it a privilege to be here today. Thank you for every day, Lord. Every day. Every hour, every breath is a gift from you. I am not self-sufficient. You are my sufficiency. Lord, you are our sufficiency in this church. 
We're not here to play religious games. We're serious about you. There's a world that's going to hell, Lord. And Lord, you've given us of yourself. How can we keep it to ourselves? Oh Lord, will you put a fervor in this house? Lord? Will you make us a singing, worshipping, glorifying God people? Come what may. Lord, enlarge our mindsets to see this nation caught up in fire of God. Despite the challenges, we'll come. And Lord, give us that courage of the Spirit of God to go where angels fear to trust, Lord, in the right sense of the word, and take the gospel to every boy, girl, man and woman in this town, this region and this nation and the nations we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said...